This episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast is brought to you by Glow. Brand your event with a digital GoPro projection of your name for your dance floor or any wall at the venue. Get 50% off your digital GoPro by contacting Glow at GlowEverywhere.com and mentioning Let Them Eat Cake Podcast. Hey y'all, it's Fresh Johnson. Welcome to another episode of Let Them Eat Cake Podcast. I gotta apologize about last week. I feel like I went on a hiatus, right? But this episode is literally too good to be true and it took me a full two weeks to produce. Producing podcasts for every Tuesday is definitely a task, but I love it. I have a great time and I feel like this is a wealth of information. So shout out to y'all who's rocking with me. Shout out to you all who are subscribing. And if you haven't subscribed yet, what the hell? All you waiting for, all right? This is good information. This is free information. And granted, it won't replace having a wedding planner but it would definitely help. And if you guys have any questions ever about anything, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, lettheneatcakepodcast at gmail.com. So this episode, we are talking about the rules, okay? Have some cooth is the subtitle. And I know it might sound petty, but I literally have been itching to do this episode because In the 10 years that I've been planning, y'all, if I told you all some of the things that I see and hear and experience for weddings, your mind would be blown. I'm gonna just tell you, it will blow your mind. People are crazy. You know, that's why I advocate for small weddings. This is why I advocate for small bridal parties. This is why I advocate for pushing for you to pay for your own wedding so that you don't have parents hanging stuff over your head. Initially, I said, you know what? I wanna close out the month with me just venting about all of the things, but last month then came and went, that episode then came and went. So now we're kicking off October with me just getting it off my chest. So I'm gonna be talking about rules for bridesmaids and groomsmen, for the parents, and also we're gonna close it out with some very important information for wedding guests. There are some trashy people in the world, and especially when it comes to weddings, and you don't want to be one of them. So bear with me, take notes, take heed. The first step is admitting. So if you done done some trashy shit before, you got to admit it. It might just be you in this car listening by yourself, but at least you'll be able to say, you know what? That sounds like me. Let me do better <laughs> for the next wedding that I go to. So I got to start off with the bridesmaids and groomsmen. This is something that bewilders me beyond belief, bruh. It is not about you. I can't tell you how many times I've seen couples literally stressed out by one, unresponsive wedding parties and those who choose to not contribute for whatever reason, okay? And you have the right to say no. If somebody asks you to be in your wedding and one, you know, you're going through some things, two, your money not be right, or three, they might think you're a closer friend to them than they really are to you. It's okay. You can say no because being in a wedding is not going to be free. Not only do you have to pay for your items, but you're also expected to pitch in for pre-wedding festivities. You might have to help with the bridal shower. You guys might have to pitch in for a bomb-ass bachelor or bachelorette weekend. And if these things are out of your scope or something you feel like you can't do, a real friend will understand that and appreciate you for respectfully and politely declining. Don't always expect to bring a date. 
your friend knows you better than anyone else. So if you're close enough to be in my wedding, then I know your secret. So no, you can't bring your Tinder smash to my wedding. It's not going to happen. And as the friend, you have to kind of be like, all right, bro, you got me. I respect that. And roll with it. But don't get in your feelings. Don't feel a kind of way. And also keep in mind, and this is something that I'm probably going to mention at least three more times before this episode is over with. Weddings cost per person. Unless you're about to have a picnic under a shelter at the park. Or if you <laughs> if you luck up on a venue that allows you to bring in your own caterer and your own bar, then you kind of, you're, you're able to kind of slide under you know, but nine times out of 10 is at a place that literally charges per head. So no, I'm not about to let you bring whoever to the wedding. Okay. Another thing, go with the flow. We get it. Your homegirl works for Mac. She always does your makeup. But if the bride hires an artist to do everyone's makeup, trust that she had a great person and you'll be covered. Consistency is key with the bridal look. And it's something that I'm a total advocate for. So Even if you all may have different hair and you're able to choose your own dresses, having the same beat is necessary if requested. I'm a fan of it and it looks good in the pictures. It may or not cost you a hot $65, but it's all good. Not every bride can afford to pay or make up for her entire wedding party. But it's better that you let whoever was hired to do everyone's makeup do your makeup. Because what if your makeup artist isn't up to par? And then you're going to end up looking like the poop friend. And then you're going to be mad. And then when people are looking at wedding pictures, they're going to be like, oh, look at the poop friend. You don't want that. Okay, guys, this one's for you. Now, you have the simplest role in weddings. You get to sleep in. You know, you get to use your own barber unless you're traveling. And you don't have to go on the Atkins diet to look good in your tuxedo. But still, you need to cooperate. Get fitted on time. Show up on time. (laughs) Drink. Chill. It's so simple. When my grooms have trouble with their groomsmen, I'm just so baffled. Because I'm like, yo, you don't even have to go through a percentage of what women have to go through to prepare for weddings. So why are you being difficult, my dude? I don't understand it. And another thing, this goes for both bridesmaids and groomsmen. Did I say bridesmaids? I've been drinking champagne. I don't know what happened just then. But this goes for bridesmaids and groomsmen. It's important to try not to have your own agenda. You know, I get so many ladies who don't live down here. They get married. So their bridesmaids, a lot of times, are coming from other cities. And they come into New Orleans with a whole different agenda than what we're doing with the wedding. And that kind of sucks. You know, be present. Be engaged. Make your friend feel like they're on top of the road for their wedding day. I feel like that's a, a simple ask, you know? So something that I battle with to no end when it comes down to weddings is uh, the parents. And I can go on the rant of all rants and you'll be listening to this one episode until Christmas time. But I've been working hard on this segment because... I don't want to, one, offend anybody, and two, I want to be clear so that people take heed and do better. But parents, you guys have got to stop acting crazy behind your kid's wedding. 
You know, I, I see so many people, so many parents try to overhaul the day and, you know, their kids are, are scared to object or scared to speak up for themselves and say what it is that they want for their wedding. And honestly, that kind of sucks. And I always have a hard time understanding that because my mom isn't like that. You know, she's super laid back. And a lot of my friends' moms are like this too. Like, I feel like they just want to show up and eat and dance and chill, you know, but that's not always the case for parents. You know, like some parents, this is really their wedding. And traditionally, parents of the bride pay for the wedding and reception. And parents of the groom pay for the rehearsal dinner and honeymoon. But something else that you'll kind of get from this episode is that these rules don't really exist anymore. Kids are getting married when they get older. So a lot of times they're responsible for that money. So what I'm noticing is that when parents do pay for things, they like to hold it over their heads, you know, like, okay, let's be honest. When brides were no older than 22 years old and, you know, the parents were in their 40s and, you know, still working and stuff, it's nothing. Hey, my kids get married. I'm paying for it. No question. But like now it's straight. Get it how you live. The couples are older. They're picking up their own tab. You know, parents might be handling a vendor or two, but the couple technically owns more real estate in their wedding and they should have more say so in the structure. But a lot of times that's not the case. And this is where the rules are coming in at y'all because some parents don't chalk up a dime and they still try to boss hog the entire process. You know, from inviting the mailman and their favorite crash year from Schwagman. <laughs> My New Orleans folks get that reference. Uh, to tell you that the DJ can't play any sexually explicit music. And I get that. Nobody wants to come to a wedding and hear songs about pushing it up inside of nobody and all that. But I'm noticing these days, you know, nine times out of ten, parents aren't really paying for anything. And they're coming with all of these rules that they have. Kids really can't just get what they want. And we can't forget the petty moms who (laughs) don't want the dad's new piece to come to the wedding. Like, girl, you still not over there yet? So I do have some tips to share specifically for parents. Be upfront with what you have to offer and how you're willing to help. Okay, be inclusive. Work together with all the parents. It isn't about you. You know, if, if, your, if your ex-husband's new wife is an important person in your child's life and they have something to offer, let them bring that to the table. Something that I'm really passionate about is be kind to the planner. Yo, nothing is worse than an overbearing, condescending parent who gets in the way versus letting the planners do their job. And one day, as soon as I get the right words to figure this out, there will be an entire episode dedicated to this in the near future. But tonight, I'm just trying to choose my words wisely. Another thing, be open-minded and structure style and flow. This isn't the 70s. Things are different now. So try something new and live in the moment. It's so important to be a listener. Let your kids have the things that they want in terms of the fashion and theme. Don't come to this wedding dressed like it's first Sunday, mom and daddy. Don't do that. I also tell people all the time, wardrobe is an experience. So that's something fun that you could do with your parents. It's, it's more than, oh, your mom is coming with you to try on dresses. No, you can go with your mom and dad, help them pick out their suits. Help them pick out their dresses so people not snapping them at weddings talking about, oh, what she got on? Because people will leave your wedding and talk about how country your parents look. So we want to avoid that. 
All right, mom and dad, don't be a party pooper. You may not get your way in every request, but you live. And don't drag your child to hell behind like invitation wording. I've seen it get pretty trill, you know, with the way that Mr. and Mrs. such and such request the honor of your presence for their dot, dot, dot. Parents want to be recognized. And if parents are divorced, then a lot of times they want their spouse to be recognized too. Don't exclude people based on, you know, some bad blood that might be there from a divorce or what have you. Be inclusive. It is not about you. I feel like I'm going to say that a million times. You know, be petty on your own time. Don't let it, don't let the disdain for a guest, a family member show itself during festivities. You know, don't roll your eyes at the cousin in the food line who might have kissed your boyfriend when y'all was in high school in 1968. We're going to leave that back there and we're going to have fun at this wedding tonight. And one of the most important things, something that I've seen break break a child down, and I'm saying child, a, a bride or groom, don't use your contributions as leverage to make the couple do things your way. If you're paying for something for your child's wedding, do it with good intentions. Don't do it because you want them to do what it is you want to do. Like I've literally had girls that say, I don't know, ask my mom. Like it's totally up to my mom. And there's so many times during that planning process that I want to say, well, girlfriend, what do you want? What makes you happy? What do you want your wedding to look like? You know, I just feel like there's so much that is lost in those in those kinds of situations. So parents, look at this as a bonding experience. You know, you may or may not have money to contribute to your child's wedding, but I think it's important to be supportive and be encouraging of what it is that they're trying to do to make their day special. And on top of that, you know, if you are in a position to like rake it up, you know, and you can pay for everything, then that's totally cool. But do it with a good heart and give the kids what they want. It's their wedding day. Hopefully they only do this one time. And hey, mom and daddy, if it didn't work out for y'all, that's cool. But put your kids in a position with the workout for them. Just keep it as fun and loving as possible. That's my advice on that. I know I'm starting to sound preachy or whatever, but I can't tell you how many heartbreaking scenarios that I've seen of weddings that just get real, real ugly and people lose sight of what it is that they're really working for. So for guests, this is important. If you are somebody that has ever gone to a wedding or if you are ever going to a wedding at any point in time, during the rest of your life, I need you to listen to this because they got some trashy stuff that be happening. And I, as a planner, don't appreciate it. So I can just imagine how, you know, these couples feel or these parents feel or people in a wedding feel when they see some of the jacked up stuff that people do at wedding. So first of all, it's a new day in the land of being a wedding guest. All right. But let's be clear. They got trashy people that still be in a building and it's unacceptable. So gone are the days of arriving to a ceremony and having to pick your seat based on whether you're there for the bride or the groom. Sit on either side, but don't just opt for the back. Move up as close as possible because reserved seating will be marked. So don't worry about getting in the way, right? Leave your phone in your purse or pocket. I can't tell you 
uh, how many times I'm going through wedding galleries and the photographer can't even get a clear shot of what's happening at the altar because everybody got their cell phones up trying to get that shot. Like, yo, you are not CNN. You're not responsible for getting breaking news, for getting the first shot. You're in the way. All right, speaking of being in the way, make sure you steer clear of the photographer and videographer. Nothing, nothing is worse than one, shots with those phones out. And the other thing is that people like to release pics before the couple. All right, now some couples will give you a hashtag. What kind of say is you can post away, but sometimes, you know, people want their ceremony to be kept, un- kept under wraps. And all the pics and the flashing and stuff, it's just a huge distraction. So be considerate. It's totally okay to share pics, but if the couple asks for unplugged ceremony, don't be the auntie pulling out your iPad, getting all in the way. And my aunt listens to this podcast and she know I'm talking about her. If a bride says, I want to unplug wedding, please put all your electronics away. It's a small ask. You can take pictures for the rest of the night. One of the things that I try to do at every wedding is right after the couple finishes their first dance and they do the parent dance, I literally hurry up and whisk them away to the cake table to try to get those pictures taken while guests are either eating or, you know, just starting off the dancing because... There's a point, like if you wait too late in the evening to do pictures at the cake table, people flock over there and they're all in a photographer and videographer's way trying to get this shot and it's so distracting, it's so annoying. And they oftentimes try to get an attitude when you ask him to move. You know, you're always going to have your aunt with the big ass iPad and you're also always going to have your uncle with his Canon camera thinking that he was a photographer. So if you're guesting, you're listening, next time you go to a wedding, be mindful of those things. Like, stay out the damn way. It's that simple. So another very important point, there was a whole episode dedicated to it. I will not stop drilling it in your brain. It's the RSVP. Bruh, don't be that guest. If you're invited, send back your RSVP. No, you can't bring your flavor of the week. If your invitation is specified for only you, don't ask if you could bring someone. It's rude and it often puts the couple in an impossible situation. Remember, they're paying per person. So chill. You can meet up, you know, with your little little yeah after the wedding. Y'all can go out for drinks, go out to eat. But don't expect that this person can come to your friend's wedding. So this here is something that I'm, I'm watching it evolve. I don't have a complete opinion on it yet, but it's developing. Bring a gift or a card. So something that I've noticed is how few people bring cards or gifts. All right. Now, listen, listen to this. So with the evolution of technology and gift registries, it's so easy to just mail a gift to the couple, right? And be done with it. That's the polite thing to do, especially those getting married in cities in which they do not reside. But y'all ain't slick. I see so many people walk into weddings without even so much as a card, wanting people to assume that they mailed their gift, knowing damn well that isn't the case. So I always ask couples post-wedding and, and, you know, they tell me, no, we didn't receive any gifts. And I I think that's kind of whack. Like, y'all ain't shit, bruh. You get something. It could be a gift card in any amount. You know, get something cheap. One of the cheaper things off the registry. 
and having mail to them. But because there's so many loopholes on getting around it, back in the day when the only way you could get a gift for the couple is if you physically brought it, then people would bring gifts because nobody would want to show up empty-handed, right? But I'm talking like nowadays, I see no gifts. When I talk to them after the wedding, they haven't received a lot of gifts. And on top of that, you know, the lantern that or car box that we normally use to collect cars may have a handful of cars in it. And as as I've been watching this develop, there were weddings where couples were really asking me after, like, were y'all watching the cards all night? You know, did people, did somebody maybe take some? Did some of our gifts disappear? And I'm like, nah, your wedding guests just ain't shit. That's it. They didn't get y'all anything. People are paying so much money for you to be able to come and eat and drink and enjoy yourself. The least you could do is a, a $50, a $25, a $20 gift card from somewhere. It's a small trade-off, you know? And no, people don't invite you to their weddings just to bring gifts. But it's the polite thing to do. And I'm seeing so many people not do that anymore. And I just think it's kind of whack, all right? So another thing is to be kind to staff. I had, <laughs> I had a wedding recently. No names said or anything. I won't even say the venue. But a lady literally threw a plate at a server because she didn't have a chicken wing on her plate. And let me tell you why it broke my heart. Well, first of all, it broke my heart because it's me. But second of all, it's because once I found out who it was, I remember her eating earlier. So I'm like, Mo, you had some chicken already. Don't be cruel. Like, why would you do that? You know, and it puts the planner in an awkward situation because that's assault. I should be able to put you out, but at the same time, I don't want to create a scene. I don't want to have to get the bride or the groom involved, and it just gets it gets messy because, of course, the person will deny it, and then you have to just kind of move on from it, but it's just not cool, you know, and I, I really had to hug the little girl um, towards the end of the night because her feelings was hurt. She didn't want to go back out there. It was a real downer for her, so it's so important that you be mindful of that. How you treat people just because someone is in a, a service industry role and you're, you know, you may be all dressed up and having a good time. You know, you feel like this person is supposed to be at your beck and call. That's no grounds or no justification for you to be disrespectful in any manner. So a message I have to everyone is don't be walking out of the wedding with the centerpieces. These things are more than likely rented. Meaning a couple is liable for the cost when it comes up missing. Yes, you could take the flowers. I encourage you to take the flowers. But no, you can't have the vase. And if it's a second line wedding and you grab a linen napkin to wave in the air, don't take it home. That's going to cost them like $4. Because with anything you rent, if something is broken or comes up missing, the couple is liable for three times the rental cost. So... If you say, oh, I'm second lining with this napkin and I'm just going to take it home or, or throw it away, that's $4. So imagine if 40 people took their napkins home. Do the math. It's not cool. It's expensive. And they've had times where I wouldn't get the final count of missing things until I've already closed out and, you know, told the couple they're good to go. So sometimes I have to eat that cost up. And at that point, I'm mad at everybody. You have no idea how much this stuff costs the couples and the vendors in the end. So everyone should practice the golden rule at weddings. That's the moral of the story. You know, it's an honor and a privilege to be part of such a special occasion. So have some coos and enjoy that shit. It's that simple. 
Make sure you guys visit us online at www.letthemeetcakepodcast.com. And don't forget, we can connect on social media. This episode of Let The Meat Cake Podcast was brought to you by Glow. Get the glow for your wedding or event. And you guys have got to check out their digital gobos. You can project your name on your dance floor or any wall of the venue. Get 50% off by mentioning this podcast. Shoot them an email, glow at glow everywhere dot com.